I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Jack Mumase, Chief Executive Officer of Dejica. Dejica is a video game company that's turned into a payment specialist. That's quite a transition. Why? How? What's behind it? Being a video company, a video game company allows us to be very creative. And also being a video company in the beginning of our Dejica career, so to speak, allow us to really think deep about how to promote, how to sell, how to reach out to customers. And as they come into our games or our website, how do we get them eventually to want to pull out their wallet and make the purchase? And so as we design our entire journey, we realize that we can be very valuable if we figure out, make the payment piece the simplest piece. And then from there, we work backwards and, and go, okay, you as a customer of ours, we can help you not just in the payment piece, because that's the very end piece, all in between before you get to the payment piece, we can help you with all these pieces, especially around cross-border, especially around cross-languages, and so on and so on. And this is where us being a gaming company gives us that advantage that I don't think any other payment company has. Now, you're based in Tokyo, and you're offering businesses in the West the ability Mm -hmm. to break into the Japanese and the Korean markets. We have all the major Japanese payment and Korean payment methods ready. So those are sort of, you know, you just sign up, you have access to to the entire local payment methods. But in addition to that, we realize that we understand that, you know, in order to reach out to Japanese audiences, you have to, or Korean audiences, you need to be able to provide your, you know, a full proper description of your products and your services. And if you do that really well, you'll be able to bring out confidence to the to the end user, confidence uh, on your products and on your services. So we're going to help you with not only the payment, but all the translation pieces, all the you know customer support nuances and things along those lines, so that we can help you, uh, you and your customers go through that entire. You know, you got to learn about the products and services. And then from there, eventually someone's going to buy. And we want to make that uh, entire uh, transition as smooth as possible. This began as an in-house solution for you, didn't it? That's right, yeah. What was the logic behind that? We were selling our own games and software at the time. So as we were trying to do that, at the very end, we, it, would, it would suck. <laughs> Sorry, it would be very regrettable. If a customer finally gets through that whole process and he's now convinced that your products and your services are good, that he wants to buy and then he hits that last end and it doesn't work, and the guy's going to give up and he's going to be discouraged. And so we took our time and efforts to making sure that whoever goes through that, by the time they're ready to buy, we want to make that as, as uh, seamless as, uh, and as uh, quick as possible. And so as we kind of built that out, it was really for our own use because the entire our cash flow is based on what we could sell. So this piece, the end payment piece has to be very good. And so when we got it really good, we opened it up to uh, our first uh, customer, which is Valve, which uh, operates a game platform called Steam. And they were our first customer. And so we went to Valve. We said, you know, you should bring Steam into Japan because it'll change the entire Japanese gaming uh, landscape and industry. And they looked at us and they said, look, it's a console country, you know, have you heard of PlayStation? Have you heard of Nintendo? They're all in Japan. People don't play PC uh, games in Japan. And I said, we said, no, 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 you need to put this uh, payment method in. 
that'll increase the immediately. So what we recommended was to put in Convini, which is the convenience store payment where people can go to one of the convenience stores around the corner and pay cash for the game. And if you can put that on Steam, that'll make Japanese uh, consumers very confident about Steam. Even though Steam at the time was uh, only on in, in English, and a lot of games were in English only, but we said, look, if you can do that, then Japanese customers are going to feel confident, confident about Steam. They'll buy, and more Japanese users will come. And as more Japanese users come, more sales will go up. And more sales go up, more games are going to want to translate their games into Japanese. And you will want to translate Steam into Japanese. And that's exactly what we predicted. And that's exactly how it happened. So end user account went up. More games got translated into Japanese and Steam got translated into Japanese. Then it became what we call uh, JMJ, which is Japanese game studios using Steam to sell in Japan. And that also happened too. So next thing you know, Steam is a legitimate full-on distribution platform for all the game studios in Japan today. And this happened purely because they got a payment mechanism in place in Japan. Yeah, it's a lot of time. It's like catch-22, right? So how do you tip the scale? And payment was the first one we realized that that's, if you solve that, that solves the confidence issue. Solves the confidence. Once you solve the confidence issue, user count goes up, everything then follows through. So payment isn't the entire thing that made it all happen, but payment is the one that tipped the scale, so to speak. And you've been in the payments business now for, what, seven years? You launched uh, Komoju, the, the payments platform, in 2014. How has it evolved over that period? So we continue building the platform. So the first version of the platform allow you know, all the alternative payments, like convenience store payments, to be plugged in. But it, you know, it, it does simple things. It'll make sure that uh, we can send an order request down to the store, and then from there on, uh, whoever pays right away, we get the call back and making sure guys like Steam will receive the payment capture notification and then release the products or services. From that phase on, we added uh, you know, other really unique uh, payment methods. We've added multiple uh, multi-currency. Latestly, uh, most recently, we added automatic onboarding. So a merchant can come onto a website, sign up right away, and immediately, once they go through, uh, you know, fill in all the pertinent details, they have access to the entire, all of the payment methods in Japan, in Korea, and in Europe as well. Um, so that's the latest things we've added. Uh, we are uh, working uh, very quickly on adding ability for merchants to be able to upload their website, to have it completely translated into Japanese or Chinese or German or any languages that we support. And that'll allow merchants to sign up get their payments ready, and also have their website completely ready in the local languages, ready to go from day one. So if I'm yeah. a company in Europe and yeah. I want to set myself up in the Japanese market, I come to you, you, you can give me a payment solution for Japanese clients. You can give me a front end for my Japanese clients, which I would yeah. otherwise have to invest in separately. Exactly. So you got, you, then you'll be ready to go. And we have technologies and, and um, services that we will bring you to help you so that you can service those Japanese customer inquiries, you know, at a general level in English, but from the Japanese consumer, they will receive it in Japanese. So it's an AI-based uh, translation technology that we're adding into our platform. So you, be based out of England, can sell directly to Japan right off, uh, right off the bat. 
But you know, of course, as your business increases, you're not you're going to increase your your support uh, operational resources. So our hope is that using us, we could tip the scale for you, so to speak. So open up a bit of a, a floodgate for you in Japan, and as you kind of look, look, are you getting more uh, revenue or more uh, uh, focuses from Japan? Then you start investing in Japan in Japanese, and how do you expand your continue your Japanese business? And ultimately, if you're selling a physical product, perhaps. Uh, you know, onshore logistic uh, dispatch center, and so so on, so on. Jack Mumase of Dejika, thank you very much.